Hi, and welcome to the Previously Learnt Podcast with myself, James Shaw. Following the loss of my parents, it got me thinking a lot about the life lessons I could pass on to my children. Now, depending on who you ask, what I do know isn't worth knowing. So I thought, why not speak to the people that have been there, done that, and got the t-shirt? And that's how Previously Learnt came about. Learning lessons from those that have had various different life experiences. I hope you enjoy Previously Learnt, and like my children, get to learn some life lessons from those that really do know what they are talking about. It would be great if you could like, follow and pass some recommendations and feedback. It really does help improve the podcast. On this episode, I was joined by Penny Mallory. Penny had a difficult childhood to say the least, and at 14 was effectively living on her own. She then moved to London and for three years squatted and sofa served. During these very difficult times, Penny learned to survive and look after herself. Penny had hit rock bottom in London but made a decision that changed her life behind her wildest dreams. After becoming transfixed on rally driving, after watching TV at the age of six, she decided to become a rally driver and drive on the world circuit. From such beginnings, Penny today has had a 12-year rally driving career, climbed two of the world's seven highest peaks, run marathons, completed triathlons, boxed, been an Atlantic rower and TV presenter. Penny now specialises in mental toughness. She's a keynote and TEDx speaker, and she's also an author. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. So hi, Penny. How are you? And welcome to the podcast. Hi, James. I'm great. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. No, no, absolute pleasure to have you on. Really looking forward to it. Um, so very briefly, previously learned, the podcast is all about life lessons. So with that in mind, and straight off the bat, what advice were you given when you were younger? Can you remember any good advice, any bad advice? I had a weird growing up, James, so um, I don't remember getting any advice at all from anyone except for one thing that my mum said, um, and I can't remember where or when, but it stuck in my head, and it was, when in doubt, do nothing. And I didn't understand it uh, until years and years later when, you know, when you have a, like a dilemma and you think, well, hang on a minute, I really don't know what the answer is. Oh, I know, when in doubt, do nothing. And I think what she forgot to do was add the bit on the end, which is because the universe will send you the answer. Mm-hmm. She didn't say that, but that was the only bit of re- advice that I remember. And do you still follow that advice yourself now? Occasionally, yes. Um, okay. I, I'm quite good at um, knee-jerk reactions, so sometimes I have to remind myself to just pause, wait, have a think. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know I, I can rush into decisions, and sometimes you just take a beat and reflect for a minute and the answer sort of reveals itself that's a good point so how much do you actually rely on gut reaction um i rely on my gut instinct a lot now because i think it's the one thing that every single one of us can rely on and you know when you think you say to yourself i knew that would happen because something in you was telling you it would because your gut instinct whatever you want to call it um your uh you know the vibes that you get are so reliable um i don't think i've ever had a gut gut instinct and i was wrong mm. <laughs> uh, you probably haven't either i think it's something we all ought to listen to and rely on a great deal more because the, the temptation is to ignore it go ahead with whatever we think we want when all the time something really weird and abstract is telling us not to so i would recommend everybody listens to their uh, their their instinct um because it's 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 right it's it's something weird inside us telling us what the answer is yeah i'm massively i'm like you also know if you do something and you go against your gut 
it doesn't feel right when you're doing it as well and you instantly yeah. regret it and you, you, and you always know it's going to come around and bite you on the bum as well it just doesn't feel right yep. at the time so and that listening learning to listen to what feels right if it doesn't feel right then it isn't and you yeah. know we mustn't ignore that we, we all ought to do a better job of listening to to ourselves yeah no i fully agree fully agree so i mean like it's up to you if you want to touch on it or not but i mean like you had a, an incredibly challenging childhood then to say the least on that and then from there, you become the World Rally Champion. There's a list here. I've had to write it down so I can remember it. Well, I wasn't World Rally Champion, I'm afraid. I was um, the first woman in the world to compete in a certain type of World Rally car. So I competed in rounds of the World Championship, but I'm afraid I would love to sit here and say I was World <laughs> Champion, but I wasn't. No, apologies, sorry. But even so, it's still a massive achievement to do that from from your beginnings. Then you climbed two of the world's seven highest summits. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, uh, run marathons, triathlons, boxed, and done some Atlantic rowing as well. Yep, yep. How, how did that all come about? From uh, well, I mean, they all come about for various reasons. But I've always loved a challenge. I always like to sort of stretch myself and find out what I'm capable of. And I'm not saying that I'm any good at any of these things, but I I quite like having a go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I, I've run millions of marathons but i'm super slow i've got no speed in me but and i don't enjoy it if i'm honest but you know every one of the challenges i've taken on there's been a right reason for it at the time mm-hmm. sometimes i'm running away from something sometimes i'm running towards something sometimes i just need an answer to something or i've just got a big hole in my life and i need to fill it so there's always a different motivation for it mm-hmm. but usually there's a common denominator which is it feels next to impossible yeah but it isn't poss- impossible, so let's just see if I can do it. So it's more of a challenge to myself. And I think, you know, if I'm d- properly honest with you, it's about, you know, feeling worthy and, you know, just proving to yourself you're okay and you can do stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's I, – I don't think most people would want to admit that, but um, I don't mind admitting it yeah. at all. Um, sometimes it's just nice to sort of reassure yourself that you're okay. No, I mean, like the, the massive, massive um, things you've undertaken there. But did you find the training and the preparation was probably worse than the actual event? Always. Mm-hmm. I'd love to skip the training and just do the event. I hate the training because I've got, a, I think I've got a little bit of ADHD, so I get bored very quickly and mm-hmm. I hate doing loads of training. It's just dull. Um but it's of course got to be done because you can't yeah. go into these big things without being prepared. So that's that's probably the the biggest challenge is the training. To be honest, doing yeah. the actual event is um, is usually the more fun bit. Well, apart from marathons because that's that's just horrible. <laughs> but you know, if if you're training to box, that takes a long time, and then you get into the ring and you're in there for six minutes. So yeah, um, although it feels like six hours, of course, or, or actually twelve hours, it felt like. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're right. The training is always the tough bit. I was going to ask about the boxing, actually. I've, I've done a little bit myself, um, and I found it is really weird that as soon as that bell went, that someone from the other corner really wants to hurt you, and you could hear the crowd bang for blood as well. I just found it completely surreal. and There's no hiding place. Once you're inside that ring, there is no mm. hiding place at all. It's the weirdest environment because – and for me, certainly when I was training, nobody told me that when you step through the ropes into the ring, you, you enter a, t- a parallel universe of yeah. time. So two minutes outside the ring is two hours inside the ring. Yeah. I don't know if you've 
remember that feeling. The bell never rings. Um, and you're in a, a complete bubble and a complete cocoon, and it's almost like you wouldn't even be able to touch anyone else. It's yeah. You are completely consumed within a sphere of that that moment or those minutes uh, it's the, it is really hard to describe isn't it but yeah um i've never had that feeling before or since it's quite it's quite a thing to be in a boxing ring like you say waiting for the bell to ring before somebody comes to try and kill you yeah, yeah. it's a weird feeling no it's incredibly surreal well, I, I loved it i absolutely loved it but again i found the training harder i found the sparring harder than the actual yeah fighting. but i was the actual fight i was drained I think it's probably adrenaline, I think. Absolutely wiped it out of me. Me too. I had nothing left. I couldn't punch a paper bag at the end of it. I was absolutely drained of everything I had. There was nothing left in me. But it's amazing, isn't it? You know, even when you've got nothing left in you, you still are able to pull it out of the bag. It's it's a weird old thing. Human beings are very resourceful. We have, I've always said we have a kind of special reserve of stuff when we think we can't take any more. We can. (laughs) Yeah. Because we've sort of been gifted with this amazing sort of extra, extra package of energy or resource or something. I don't know what it is, but we're humans are so incredibly capable, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think most people sort of ever discover that because you only discover that outside your comfort zone or when you're really stretching yourself to do something, really pushing yourself beyond what you think your limits are. Um, I think that's when you do most of the learning about yourself. No, I fully agree. But to get to that learning, you've got to go through a hell of a lot of pain beforehand. Yeah, <laughs> so true. And I think a lot of people, I say a lot of people, it might be generalisation, but I think some people stop at that point because they don't yep. want to go through that. But sometimes yep. you have to go through that to get to the other side. But it's yeah, just... and, and the best stuff is when you go through it. It, it, yeah. it doesn't feel like it, but it, it always is in hindsight. So, yeah, I agree. So, I'm gonna, so... You've had an incredibly varied and interesting life. What life lessons have they taught you? Oh, gosh, it depends on which bit of my life. But if I had to take the whole mm-hmm. journey, and by, it's by no means over, James, by the way, um, uh, just don't give up. Just don't give up. If you want something bad enough and you give up, you will never get it. Somebody else will. Just don't give up. Um, and even when you think, that's it, I'm done don't just don't give up um and 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 staying focused understanding the reason why you want something what's driving you mm-hmm. really and you know people call it your purpose or your why it, it doesn't matter what word you put on it but understanding the point you know what is the point of my life i'm here for a moment in time what what matters what means the world to me what am i driven by understanding that stuff i think is really helpful because you're able to achieve such great things when you're sort of driven by a purpose. Mm. But can you, um, I was going to ask, I was going to ask how to keep motivated when times are tough, but I guess that would be your drive and your inner. Exactly. Reminding yourself why, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And also, you know, something really useful is to say, if I do push through and get through this, how will I feel at the end? Remind yourself of how it will be if you do. And also how how it might be if you don't, because almost always you'll go for the format, not the latter. So, yeah, just being really, really aware of um, the reason you're doing something, because that will almost always give you the energy to keep going through it. And do you think we've all got that in us? All of us. Some people got it more? I I think we've all got it. Some of us tap into it better than others. Mm -hmm. Some of us ignore it. Some of us 
you know you you can have too much confidence and stuff in in that in that kind of thing and that might get you unstuck but i think every single one of us has it in us it's just whether or, ch- or not we choose to um access it i suppose mm-hmm. so i mean like you so as touched on earlier you had you know a difficult childhood did you know everything ultimately would be okay in the end or, or did you have confidence in yourself that it's going to be be okay um, there was times when I really didn't. The times when I really thought my chips are down here. I'm I'm not getting out of this. Um, I don't know, but there's something in me is an eternal optimist. Like I do mm-hmm. also think everything's going to be okay. Um, but just like everyone else, you know, you have t- times where you are so low, so down, and everything feels so desperate and hopeless that there is no way out. Mm-hmm. But that's when the don't give up thing comes in because if yeah. you just stick with it, you know. This will pass, as they say. You know, it doesn't matter how bad it gets, but it will pass. Um, and that's that's something that's never not been true. You know, it yeah. always will pass. So having that that resilience to just stick with something, and I, and I think I was always a bit of a dreamer, always a bit of an optimist. You know, wherever whatever wherever I was, I could always see a dream. I was a dreamer. You know, I could see something that I wanted, and I just allowed myself to dream. I think a lot of people don't, but yeah. Having having that um, goal, dream, whatever you want to call it, it can be can be quite helpful because you you do get sort of drawn towards it and out of the darkness and gloom sometimes. Do you think we are just thinking that? Do you think we are getting less resilient as as humans? I guess, or because you want the instant gratification now, or. Well, I, I think there is, it, that is possibly true. I mean, I think all human beings are remarkably resilient. But if you're given the choice to be less resilient, then you'll probably take that path of least resistance. So um, I, this doesn't ever goes down well. But, you know, if you offer somebody too much support, they don't learn to bounce back themselves. They don't learn to be resilient. So I'm I'm a bit of a, um, a tough cookie on that one. Uh you know, tough lessons, tough love, all that kind of stuff. You you do you can easily do too much for people that they don't they can't stand on their own two feet. So, yeah. but I think on the whole, every human being on the planet is incredibly resilient. It's just whether or not you have the choice mm-hmm. um, to to pick yourself up and go again, or whether you you, you choose to sort of um, sit down and 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 not not fight back so yeah i think we're all remarkably resilient if we choose to be yeah it's one of the things i'm having especially more so with my son now because he's he's a little bit older he's 10 but he's more worried about the outcome rather than getting to it so if he makes mistakes he's worried about i said look make mistakes that's how you learn Mm. it doesn't matter what it is whether it's your football your rugby or your schoolwork making mistakes isn't necessarily a bad thing as long as you learn from it I'd say it's essential. Tell him it's yeah. essential. You have to. It's the only way you can fill up your bag of knowledge um, is by working out what works, what doesn't work, how to do things differently. You know, it, it, and I, I hate the, the term failure. I always have because it's got so many. Well, it's completely negative, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, in, in, it's just it's just a route to a route to success. You simply have to work out what not to do in order to work out what to do. So um, failure, as people say, is for me critical. Yeah, no, I fully, fully agree. It's just, I think sometimes you see the impact of social media and you just see the instant result and people have got, and sometimes it's not always attainable. Sometimes you have to go through tough times to mm. try and get to the good time, but the good time might not necessarily exist. You, but sometimes the journey is better than the actual result as well. 
almost almost always it it can be quite um an anticlimax getting yeah. to the, to the uh the end it's it's the journey and yeah. it sounds all such a cliche doesn't it but it it is true it's the no, getting that's the yeah. fun yeah and you, you you're surprised at what one can do you know once you put your mind to something whatever it is mm-hmm. what you know i mean so you've you've achieved a lot which we touched on what are you most proud of my children is the obvious answer. Um, they're amazing. I'm, I'm proud of me, if I'm honest. I'm proud that I've got more than my, in my life now than I ever thought I would have. Um, I'm proud of what I've achieved. I'm. It's it's hard to single one thing out because you know one thing led on to another, which led on to another. So they're all connected. So I couldn't take one thing out because without the previous or the the one that's after it, that it wouldn't be the same. So. I, I sounds really big-headed, and I don't mean it to, but I'm proud of me. Mm-hmm. No, it's right, and you should be. I mean, like, it's, there's nothing wrong with being proud of what you've done. You have done a lot. I mean, like, you, you put yourself through a hell of a lot, right, in, even in terms of the challenges. Well, it's, it's you know, and it's not just the, the challenges. It's the personal stuff. I've been... Mm-hmm. I've been divorced more times than I should have been, um, you know, and that's miserable. Anyone that knows has been divorced knows what a horrible thing that is. So it's it's there's, there's professional challenges, there's personal challenges, there's relationship challenges, there's children, there's there's all sorts, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot a lot to contend with, and just the fact that I've sort of bounced back from everything mm-hmm. that'll do. I'll take that. No, sounds. I mean, to be honest, my biggest fear is, and I say to my wife is. I'm worried about not being a good dad, you know, and I, and I don't know, it doesn't come with a manual how to be a parent. And it's, and I don't know, it's difficult. It's I, all I want to do is be there for them, but then it's doing the right thing. But I don't know what necessarily what the right thing is at the right time. You know? Because there isn't, there are, like you said, there's no manual. There's, there's, yeah. there's nothing, all you can do is um, do what you're doing is be for, because that's all kids want. And you, yeah. you won't know until they're, Mine are, mine are 25, 26 now. I now know because they tell me what I was like as a parent, but mm. your son won't be able to tell you for another 10 years. No. What yeah. So <laughs> it's all the work yeah. in progress, and it'll be interesting what he says in 10 years' time about how you were as a parent. But, you know, you've got, you, you, you'll you make mistakes like I did and yeah. like everyone does. There is no right, there is no wrong. You just do what you do. You know you're, when you're doing your best. You know when you've messed up, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like anything else. Um everything you say and all the the other thing is that you don't realize the things you're doing and saying that have an impact the things that are just kind of of no consequence in a day that they yeah. remember and that stuck with them you're like no that wasn't meant to stick with yeah. you that didn't matter <laughs> so yeah an, an impossible job to get right yeah no exactly well i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad you said that <laughs> <laughs> who's been your biggest influence in life and what did they teach you I, I didn't really well there was when I left home at 14 I went to stay with my friend's family and the lady that raised me for a while was called Harriet she was a massive influence on me so she was like my second mom because mm-hmm. she was oh, it was just amazing um and then I didn't really have anyone figuring in my life at all of any influence or consequence I I didn't um quite hard to impress mm-hmm. so I I didn't really come across many people who I, I was sort of in awe of at all. But the the people that I've always found most impressive are the ones that no one's ever heard of that, you know, go and s- 
go to the town centre on a Friday night and give soup to the homeless people in their own time. You know, those people are impressive to me. Those people are the ones that should be applauded. It's not famous people. It's not um, celebrities or anything. It's 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 really ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Those are the ones that I find quite inspiring and in awe of. And it's doing it without fat people looking as well, I guess, because you're not doing it yeah. for the pat on the back. You're doing it because it's the right thing to do. Exactly. Which I guess, again, comes from the moral compass and the guidance, you know. Yeah, um, and you're doing it because you want to help and you want to make a difference and all those nice things that um, generous, kind people mm-hmm. just, you know, they have to do it. They're compelled to do it. It's wonderful. Yeah. So what's the biggest risk you've taken in life? And were you actually scared taking it at the time? Or you look back and think, oh, bloody hell, I can't believe I've done that. Okay, so excluding my my ex-husbands, uh, which were both <laughs> a bit of a risk, um, I, I don't really see any of the stuff I've done as a risk. I just see it as an opportunity. So I don't, I can't frame that stuff. It's like failure. I, I can't fail. I can't frame stuff as a as failure. So risk, nah, there's lots of things I've done that were involved in element of danger perhaps, but I, I just see it, things as an opportunity to learn. You know, I can try something. It might not go wrong. It might not go my way. It might not go right, but I'll definitely learn something. Risk, failure, they're sort of in the same category as mm, I don't really see things quite like that. There's always something I'm going to take away from whatever I'm about to do. So mm-hmm. it, it, I can't I can't lose. <laughs> I'm going to win, win, win. Yeah. So like the concept of risk or, like you say, failure, but does that all come together to form a mental toughness? Is there something that forms mental toughness? Yeah, there is. I mean, if you if you think risk is when the odds are stacked against you, if you believe in yourself and your ability, then the odds aren't that stacked against you. So mm-hmm. that's another way of looking at it. But yeah, mental toughness is is your ability to manage stress and pressure and challenges and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and and your mental toughness is a it's a sort of personality trait, and it it sort of determines why we do what we do and why we mm-hmm. don't do what we don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think about it, only. I can only see 20% of you, which is what you say and what how you behave. Yeah. The real bit of you is the 80% I can't see, can't access. It's your hopes, your dreams, your fears, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff, your principles, your values, your beliefs, all that stuff which makes up the most of you um, is, is where your mental toughness sits. It's, mm-hmm. you know, why you will have another go, you know, why you won't be beaten, why you're driven by something because it matters so much because it's such a big principle. So it, it's the it's the 80% of invisibility is where your mental toughness sits. Um, and of course, if you can if you can learn to manage stress and pressure and take stuff in your stride, you will have a more relaxing, comfortable, easier ride through life mm-hmm. because life is full, as you well know, of challenges or, or set out there to trip us up and knock us over. So if you can be resilient to that stuff, um, and you can develop that ability, we can all learn to do it, yeah. then your life will be be more pleasurable. Yeah, I, I think that's what people are trying to aim for, isn't it? Just uh, a happier life, a happier existence. But I've been reading a lot recently about um, it's not necessarily the event that happens, it's your response to that event, which is how you, which is how you move on. Or, you know, it's not necessarily a blame. Shit happens, right? But it's how you deal with when something happens is how how you're going to feel so yeah and that's always a choice you know you have you have infinite ways 
that you could choose to respond to something mm-hmm. and that's down to you <laughs> you can yeah. fall apart you can pull yourself together you can you, you can do one of the infinite things and that really is a choice um and i'm you know i'm not saying any by any means i get it right all the time but at least i'm really hyper aware mm-hmm. of everything that's chucked to me i have a choice as how i respond and yeah and i think that's that's a really important one for everyone listening to take note of yeah I think it's also being aware that you don't know what's going on in other people's lives at that moment in time as well. You know, when someone like reacts to you, they may just be having a bad day or something might be going on behind closed doors that you just don't know about. And it's just mm. being aware of that. And I don't know, it's, but that's a difficult concept because at the time you might actually be slighted. And it's like, but again, it depends on how you respond to it and how you react, I guess. Yeah, and you know that there's lots of stuff going on in everybody's lives, and you just don't know. And you could somebody could snap at you or be say something a bit unkind or mean, and you know you you get really defensive or or angry back. But actually, you have no idea whether their wife's just been diagnosed with cancer, or yeah. you know their kids just broken their leg, or you you just yeah. don't know what's going on. So, yeah. as I say, you've done a lot, a hell of a lot. What and you said you got there's there's a load more to come. But what would you like your legacy to be? Um, oh God, I've never been asked that. I never thought about my. Le- I don't think I'll have a legacy particularly. But um, that I raised two great children who mm-hmm. are good people. Mm-hmm. That's the. I mean, isn't that the most important thing for anyone that has children? That does sort of take priority, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I would like to think that if I, if also if I had the the choice, I guess I would love to think that at some point I've helped people to see their own strength um develop their mental toughness that i mean that's my big passion of course mm-hmm. so yeah if i if i've if i've helped anyone in any way then that would be more than i could wish for looking back now where you are what advice would you give to your younger self don't give up it yeah. will all be okay there were so many times when i thought it might not be okay you know i thought because it was getting a bit um dark mm-hmm. Yeah, I would just if somebody had said whispered in my ear, "Don't worry, it's all going to be okay," but but please don't ever give up on your dreams. That would have been would have been great to hear. I'm not sure how I didn't really listen to many people when I was yeah. growing up. I was such a shitty little kid. But um, yeah, that would be the advice I would like to have heard, and I would give to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Just don't give up. So with so many ups and downs. Hopefully there's more ups now. Mm-hmm. Would you do anything differently? Absolutely not. Not for one second. I've I've had the most amazing life. I wouldn't change anything at all. Um yeah, no, there's it would be pointless to say that there's any detail that I would change. I'm very conscious of your time. I know you've got a lot on, so thank you very much for coming on. Just one last question, if I may. If you could only pass on one life lesson, I know you said about not giving up. Other than that, what would it be as a, to anyone that's listening or that's going through maybe a troublesome time at the moment? Um, that you that you are capable of more than you ever thought. Um, you're you can bounce back from disaster. You know, it, it will all be okay. Mm-hmm. It will pass. I suppose that's what I would like to say is that just just hold on tight because it will pass. All right, fantastic. Listen. Really, really appreciate you coming on and coming to the podcast. It it means a lot, as I say. I, hopefully, 
people will take your advice on. It's really good advice and it's something that people that have come on have all pretty much said the same thing, not giving up, just digging deep and mm. things will get better. It's that's, no, that's brilliant. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure, James. Thank you so much for your time too. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Penny. To me, one thing that stood out, and that's simply just don't give up. If you enjoyed this, please remember to follow and comment. And thanks again for listening. Until next time.